the internet exploded, didn't it, really, um, with the death of another huge celebrity, huge musical icon. Um, my favourite response, though, had nothing to do with the artist formerly known as Prince, but someone had posted, I don't know if you guys have seen them. Sierra. Like, no, no, it's, it's, it's better than that. You know how sometimes by the side of your house, there's like this, like not quite a manhole, but a rectangular manhole, and it's normally like kind of on a bit of a mound, and there's normally a sign at the end of it, which has this yellow kind of background, and it has a big H on it. Yes. And so obviously Prince had passed, and we lost a music icon, and someone about a day later, shed that image and goes ah oh, flipping heck and now h from steps is gone as well and um i remember i was just scrolling down and that just came straight into my feed and um oh man i'm not gonna lie i was in bits i was in absolute bits it yeah h from steps luckily is still with us so that music prodigy will live on um but yeah it was crazy and i think Sometimes when we see such legendary icons, and over the last year and a bit, well, last couple of years, we've had so many. I mean, it seems like yesterday, Michael Jackson, um, well, this is it, literally, um, and he's gone. And then Whitney, so big, so huge, that voice, probably the greatest female vocalist alive at the time, well, not anymore, gone. And then you've got David Bowie, who's just, oh my gosh, what a weirdo. But genius at the same time. I mean, absolutely. And like you read his story and it's just so strange how someone could punch him in the face, a little fight over a girl. And that being like such an iconic situation with his eye, you know what I mean? The eye color. And all these big, huge historical figures which kind of like stand out among plebs like myself. And, and you look at it and then one minute they're there, the next minute they're gone. And one of the things I find so strange and peculiar is in the midst of it all, so many people find themselves deeply unsettled by these situations. I, I, I was looking through my, like through Twitter, through Facebook, the, the shock and the responses that people have with these people that on the vast majority of cases, they had never met they'd never really spent time with, they'd never really engaged with. And um, the one thing that just hit me as I was thinking about Prince was I was seeing all these rest in pieces next to Prince all over um, Twitter. And I was thinking about, well, what are we gonna talk about at City Hill? What are we gonna talk about this week? And as people were looking to find peace in the midst of it with this saying we always say when someone dies, we're talking about them resting in peace, but actually, most of the time when we say that statement, we're not actually looking for them to rest in peace. Um, I don't know anyone who really, generally, most of the time, when someone dies, is actually thinking about the state the person may be in if there is something more. Sometimes little conversations pop up, but normally they have their own set idea that this is all there is, it's gone, it's done. And generally when they say rest in peace, the peace they're trying to find isn't actually for the person that's passed, it's for themselves. They're trying to find their sense in it all. That this situation that's happened to somewhere else is actually threatening to me. That this notion that in a moment it can all be over is deeply unsettling. That um, we, we see someone who, who's young and, that, and they die and everyone's going, man, 
it was too soon it was too soon but really death is death and it just happens and so often we try and frame it in the context of something a conversation or a statement that can make sense and we can find peace with and so I thought with Prince um, I thought well Prince has evoked such emotion um, among so many people but ultimately what I wanted to focus in on is that we can find peace in the Prince of Peace and that today I want us to kind of focus in on who, who God is, who he says he is, how he introduces himself in, in this way because actually one of the most important things in life is peace and the difference it makes when you're in a good place with God when you are spiritually, emotionally, physically whole and holistically well balanced um, the peace that Christ gives, no one else gives us and when you face difficult situations in that peace it's unlike anything there is in this world because he gives us peace but not as the world gives it this last week I had an amazing meeting um, it was a redundancy meeting um, I don't know if I'm redundant yet because there's a scoring system so this week I'll find out how I scored and whether I'm in the relegation zone whether I'm permanently relegated whether I'm still in the race I mean I don't know they're going to tell me my points it's like don't tell me my points just tell me whether I'm staying or going because if I'm staying I don't care whether I scored higher or less than someone I'm not going to go in the office going ooh what did you score oh my gosh I'm better than you nah you know what I mean or I'm worse than you like who cares and I'm having this meeting and it was just the weirdest thing because the night before I just slept like a baby the days leading up to it it just wasn't even in my mind I nearly forgot I had the meeting I carried on working I was like oh crumbs I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be in a redundancy meeting and so this is kind of a moment I've just got a home I've just got a mortgage I've got a little baby girl I should be freaking out I should be like oh this is, this is bad I'll have just got in my home they'll just be repossessing my home you know what I mean like it's taken me like, what, five, six years to get to the point of getting the home and this goes wrong, boom. Because like, the redundancy is like a week. Like, it's nothing. Like, I could be in my home, out my home um, before I've even finished unpacking the last box. That's the reality of it. But the truth that supersedes that reality is who Jesus is. And it's who I am in Jesus. And I find my security in him. And so I probably freaked out the people interviewing, well, passing on information to me. I thought it was going to be an interview process. They just passed information over because I was sitting there like, yeah, no, don't have any questions. No, that's cool. Okay, that's great. Well, da-da-da, da-da-da. And like the guy's kind of looking at me like, I reckon because I was one of the first ones that they had that meet with that day, they were like, please God, let them all be like this. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They have like a separate room with a care team in it ready in case you have a breakdown. You have to have those things because some people will. And then you have these different rooms. You have a waiting room. You take a representative with you. I took one with me because I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I sat there. I was like, oh, sorry, mate. Wasted about 10 minutes of your time. They said like it could take 20 minutes, could take 45 minutes. And mine was like in, out, done. And that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then forgot about it, carried on my day just doing things and then I'm meeting different learners, different young people, all in different situations and one of the things that I've found and the reason why we're looking at this is because the peace that Jesus gives us is huge in every situation, in every situation because it changes everything because if you don't have peace going to that meeting, 
you're sitting there and you are, you're a wreck. You're a wreck. You're an absolute wreck. And you're sitting there so tense that I, when they go like, do you want volunteer, voluntary redundancy? Like, you're a wreck. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Just so that you're not the one who rejects me. You know what I mean? Like you, you could panic, make a decision and, and, and do something when actually they may never get rid of you. You could be so overwhelmed with fear that fear makes the decision for you rather than resting in the peace of God and making an intelligent, calculated decision, trusting in him and in his goodness. And so you see, when we have the peace that Jesus gives us, which isn't like the world gives us, and the reason it's not like the world gives us is because what the world and what society gives us as peace is you have peace when there is peace around you. It is based on every piece of um, environment aligning itself perfectly so that everyone is courteous to you they roll out the red carpet you walk into the room you high five everyone you have a martini glass like Leonardo DiCaprio and everything is going well in your day and you are the boss in that office but the peace Jesus gives you is on the day when a bird poos on your head on your way in you've still got some of it dripping down your jacket you walk into that office everyone is laughing their head off like oh he's got bird poo on his jacket and they're ripping into you and you're just walking straight to your chair and you're sitting down and you're totally okay with it and you don't care about what's going on around you because you found your identity not in what they've said they don't assign the value for who you are what their words say are not the ultimate undergirding thing. It may be annoying, but it's not what defines you. But when we find ourselves in the peace of Jesus, we find ourselves in those situations just completely the same. So facing, honestly, unlike last week where I had to confess my complete special nature of my inability to want to pray because of something falling off a wall, which was ridiculous, but it was my immaturity. This week I've had a week where I'm like, God, you know what? In the midst of this, in spite of everything, in spite of everything that's going against me, I will trust you. And so when I look at it in that meeting, how that went, I can see him at work. There was one learner this week that I had to deal with. Now this learner, for two to three months, has resisted any piece of advice or doing or engaging with us and has refused to come in. And I'm going to this meeting And there's two ways you can go to it. You can realize this is a lost cause and it's going to reflect badly on you, which means your score is going to go down for your redundancy meeting. (laughs) And you can have all of that hanging around your head. Or you can be like, God, I am yours. This is yours. And you have asked me to do all things, including my work, including my family life, as if to you. I surrender this time. I surrender this space to you. Lord, come and have your way in this situation. I am powerless to change this, but I surrender this and I hand this over to you. This is yours. And when we release controls of our greatest stresses and we place it in his hands, what happens is I was able to go to a situation that I've been in before where I would normally be nervous, worried and on the back foot and the learner have all the power. Instead, I was relaxed, I was calm, I was at peace because I focused and I centered myself on him, on who he is, on who God is. I relinquished the whole pressure and the control of performance and said, this is yours. And what happens is down to you. I am merely a spectator in this game. And I went to this meeting, three months, this kid, have nothing to do with anything. I went to this meeting, I spoke to him once. He's back in tomorrow morning like that and the only difference I can look at from myself or from any other situation or all the other attempts to get them in is one thing 
that when you have the peace of God and you walk into a situation, you are able to hit the situation completely head on, looking at it exactly for what it is. Now, in John 14 and verse 15 to 27. Verse 15 to 27. Jesus says this. If you love me, you will keep my commandment, my instruction. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor it knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, he lives with you, and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Yet a little while the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments, my instruction, and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but the father who sent me these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you but the helper Holy Spirit whom the father will send in my name He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you that I am going away and I will come to you. If you love me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. So he goes on a bit. But the bit I want to focus in on here is what he says is, peace I leave with you. So even as he leaves them, he leaves them in a state of peace. That should be panic and pandemonium, losing their rabbi, losing their teacher. He leaves them with peace. And then he says, his peace, my peace I give to you. And then he states, it's not as the world gives it. And he says, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. We can, and when I read that the other day, it hit me. We can let our hearts be troubled and we can let our hearts be afraid. Things happen that make us afraid. Things happen that trouble us when we go to sleep and it runs over and over and over and over and over again in our head. But we can stop that. The situations that happen to us are real, but Jesus is the truth. It supersedes it. Our situation that you're facing right now, the situation that I'm facing right now, 
what my score's going to be. Might be staying. Might here this week. That's it. August 31st, bang, you're done. You'll need to be somewhere else. That could happen. Both of those things can happen. But I'm not going to let my heart be troubled about it. I'm not going to let myself be afraid. I'm going to center myself on him. Now, you and I will have different situations, different problems that we'll face. Maybe right now, we're in a really great high place, and that's awesome if we are. But troubling times always come. They always do. We'll always have those moments through the valley. And today, what I felt God wanted to share with us is that even those moments where we feel like he's left us, he leaves us with his peace. And when we face the tough situations ahead, he's giving us his peace. And he's reminding us that we don't have to allow the fear to trouble us. That we don't have to allow those things to be the decision maker in our lives. I want to look at one last passage and then I'm, I'm, I'm done for today. It's in Philippians 4. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. The Greek word behind God is more like an umpire. It's like the decision maker. It's about letting the peace of God rule in our lives. Because you see, when we're in a situation that comes that is difficult, Fear tends to be pressing against us. You need to change this right now. You need to action this right now. You need to do it right now, right now. It's always a specific time frame, and it's always, if you don't do this, this is gonna happen. And there's this pressure and this weight that comes upon us. But he's saying here, no, don't be anxious. Stop what you're doing. We spoke about last week about prayer, tying in again. Pray about it, give it over to him. And then let God's peace be the one that makes the decision, not fear. Don't let fear pressure you into something because it will keep, once fear pressures you in once, it will keep pressuring you in. And then every time you're afraid, you'll make a decision because you're in fear, because you're in fear. And it will keep you trapped and it will keep you limited. And you'll never be able to grow to that next place because you weren't bold enough to believe that you're worth more. And you are worth more because when Jesus gave us this peace, he gave us his whole life. His blood was shed for it. So he laid down everything for us. So he gave all that he had for us. I'm going to um, pray for us and then that'll be it for this week. Father, if there's one thing um, I pray that we leave with here today, it's that one lesson and it's, it's still tying on from what we were talking about last week. Last week we were talking about no matter whether it's a big problem or a small problem, we will bring it to you and we'll build a habit where we bring it to you. Father, teach us in the small, small challenges, not to think this is so small I won't bother praying, but we will pray in that instance, knowing that this habit will be valuable when a crisis comes and we go, I'm stopping what I'm doing. I'm not going to make an immediate decision. I'm going to pray and that we'll give it over to you. But Father, would your peace be the one that makes the decisions in our lives? May you guide us. May we not be forced or coerced through fear and through pressure of, of those around us or people seeking to influence us, may we surrender our lives to you that we will make the best decision for us 
that we won't be put into a corner because so often in life people want to manipulate us to make decisions that aren't always best in our best interest but in their plan and their interest father we want to surrender ourselves to you because we know even if we find ourselves in a difficult situation we know that even if it goes wrong you could be doing that to open a new job, a new place, a new pay rise, a new home for us to live in, a new school for us to go to, a new place of education, a new course, a new job opportunity, a new relationship. Father, there are so many things that you have for us. May fear not make our decisions. May our trust in you because even the worst things that happen in our lives, you work for our good. And we thank you for that, Lord. May we leave here today, Lord in your peace for some of us this week we may find really difficult challenging situations that will pressure us that we never saw coming but may your peace reign and for some of us who are already in those deep challenging situations may your peace reign for some of us we have people in our lives that are putting pressure on us may your peace reign for some of us there are people who are trying to intimidate us and want us to be afraid may your peace reign There are some people that don't want to see us do well. May your peace reign. Lord, may your peace reign. May it go before all of us in our families, in our businesses, in every area of our lives. May your peace reign over us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.